is Amanda. And this is Chris. And this is Vocal Perspective. Like before we, before we even get into the show, we have to talk about Cole because I'm not going to talk about boys, but man, he is just as charming as when he was a baby. I used to carry him around on my hip. No lie. I used to walk around with him on my hip and Kyle holding my hand and Patrick McAlexander and Maggie and we all just toddled along and I was, we were like the Von Trapp Brown County singers and we sang tags and it was cute and they were so little. I mean, like to the point that I could carry Cole, he had to have been six or seven. Like it couldn't have been. Oh my goodness. Wait, what, what year was he born? 92. So six would have been 98. Yeah, I would have been like freshman, sophomore in high school. Like that would have been, oh, yeah. So I, so anyway, that's my connection to Kim. Like really, Kim and I haven't gotten to spend a whole lot of time with each other. Yeah. I've watched her from afar, but my connection to her is through Cole. So anyway, I am so yeah. excited and, and just hearing her voice on many of my learning tracks, uh, which I love. <laughs> I, I feel it's like, it's like, let's have Kim time. So she feels like my friend, even though she's, uh, I really have only spent maybe like an hour in the same room with her. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to Vocal Perspective, Kim. Kim Newcomb everybody I am so excited to have her on the show I have had Me her too. at the top of my list I'm not gonna lie since we've been going down on list, she has been way up there but I watch how busy you are and I just I'm always like I don't want to bombard her and then I ask her and she's like well yes but I just got done traveling for like 50 days and I'm buying a house and I'm moving and I have no internet are you sure and I'm like yep I need this interview with you because I've just waited too long so there's your <laughs> intro no lie no lie that, that is exactly how it went truth bombs that that's where it was. So yes, I'm so glad we found a way to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi, because we've hi. kind of been like ships passing in the night too, but I'm excited to have you. And we always start the show with giving our listeners a little insight as to how we were so lucky to have you find the acapella community. Oh, yeah. My story is that I actually used to sing in a local girls choir in Austin. It was called the Austin Girls Choir. And Amanda we, loves Austin. She really does. I love Austin. Austin. That's where I grew up. <laughs> and we were preparing to go on a tour to England and France. Like every summer we would do something. Sometimes it was in the States and sometimes it was out of the States. So we were preparing to go to England and France. And in order to do that, we had like a little retreat where over the weekend we were working on a bunch of music. So the way this relates to barbershop though, is that one of the section leaders who came to work with us, she used to be in the choir, but she had since aged out, you know, gotten a little older. And so she came to run a sectional ended up being kind of close friends with one of the other girls I was friends with. I developed a friendship with her. She's like seven years older than me. So it was like a big sister, little sister sort of vibe. Her name at the time was Laura Pyle. Her name is now Laura DeGraw. And she has been a barbershop brat all her life because her mom's been really involved, Cheryl Pyle. So they love barbershop. I became close friends with Laura and she showed me a recording of Ambiance singing Rhapsody in Blue. And I was like, mm-hmm. where do I do that? It's like the seven degrees of all of us to Rhapsody in Blue. Like there's just like all right back to that arrangement, that quartet, that track. Yep. Yep, I know it. I was there. That's the reason I'm in barbershop is because Laura Pyle, Laura DeGraw showed me ambiance singing Rhapsody in Blue. And then I was like, great, where do I go? How do I get, how do I do it? So (laughs) where do I sign? Where do I sign up? Uh, (laughs) And she took me to her mom's chorus, chorus, Austin Harmony Chorus. And I joined the next week and I've been in a barbershop chorus or directing a chorus ever since then. So yeah. Does anybody in your family sing? Is it a family thing or is it just you? So 
the only person in my family that I know sang is my grandpa. He passed away when I was in high school, but we were BFFs. We were very close. And I know that he was in a band when he was like younger and did singing and stuff, but nobody else in my family really sings. They're all super supportive. They come to all my things. They are cheering me on. And if you get, if I get a couple of beverages and my dad or my mom, they'll sing along to something eventually, but they're not going <laughs> to pop up on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sing. I mean, I think it, that's what it is. You like, you have, they're musical, they have talent, <laughs> but it's like, it's not their thing. And I, I think it's interesting because in this world of barbershop specifically, but even in the world of acapella, it's kind of generational. It's not weird. It to, is, to... except I don't. My parents yes. are like, what? And Music? It's a, you no. two. That's something that the two of you, I was getting ready to say that, Amanda. That's something that the two of you share that I, I don't find a whole lot of people who don't have at least like one other person in their life that does something musical, even if it's like the opposite of them, say orchestra or band. But, you know, it kind of is runs in clusters. I think that's really fascinating because... Like all of my sisters can sing. Yeah. You will never get them on a stage ever. <laughs> ever and I think they're better singers than I am but my parents grandparents no none of them sang no I have like a an uncle by marriage that's in a jazz band that's it and we understand each other <laughs> and what I what I love about this and where I want this to guide our conversation is you represent a group of people who are not tied to acapella or barbershop because of some sort of legacy or some sort of like generational like rooted where you're like oh my gosh I can't leave but I, I don't know where to go or like I, I want want to be here but like where's my I don't know it's a very awkward place but it's also a beautiful place because you get a kind of an unveiled opinion you get, you get to kind of see behind the curtain a little more than those of us who just sort of grew up in it all it's and all I, I never know. had a day <laughs> I never had a day without it I, I don't I don't know my life without a seventh chord I, I don't even remember the first time I heard one people ask you that all the time I'm like I don't know in the womb my parents they figured out they were pregnant with me in Pittsburgh International in 82 like I mean like it's probably where it was so you know who won that year but I want to hear from you guys I want to know what you saw and what you see still like just you know when and what keeps you here because I have a lot that keeps me here because I have never known a day without it but that may not necessarily be the truth for you and Amanda has an even shorter time in it all and I, we're kind of gearing towards barbershop again and that's just mm -hmm. where we're going to land because that's where Kim's expertise is that's where my I should say experience we should say lie I don't know if I'm an expert at all yet right but it's where <laughs> our experience lies so I want to hear from you guys on that I want you to just talk a little bit about that perspective yeah I mean I think that I just I just love barbershop I don't know how else to say it. I love the sound. I just get so excited. I'm very technically minded, which has been a journey through all of my quartets because I'm like, no, let's focus on tuning. And I don't really care what the story is about. I've grown. I do care what the story <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't. You oh, such a baritone at heart. Yes, you such <laughs> yeah. a baritone. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. you. Who needs a story? Oh, man. But, but you belong. You belong. Stay here all time. Together. Yes. Yeah. I just, what keeps me here is the music. It's an opportunity for musical excellence. To a certain extent, I'm only in control of me. I can only control how I 
sing and perform and all of that good stuff. But I really like the opportunity to work in a quartet because you get to coordinate with a smaller group of people versus like a chorus and on what your vision is and your musical excellence. Like musical excellence is something that drives me and something I'm really passionate about. And then there's this other part of me because I, I'm a music educator. I got a music ed degree from UNT. I taught middle school choir for two years. <gasps> That's my other like little dream place. I would have loved to have. Oh, man. I love you, North Texas. Oh man, nah. I, I, wanted, I wanted to go there so bad that I convinced one of my students and she's there now getting a music ed degree at the University of North Texas. All I did was talk about it like during her piano lessons growing up. I was like, oh man, when I was in school, I, I went to Indiana State, but I had plans to go get my master's at the University of North Texas. No, I didn't. I had no plans to go to Texas. I mean, I wanted to, but I just idolized all the people who came out of there. So many great educators and just performers alone, but educators, there's such a beautiful education program at that school so talk about what you've been doing I mean just but you don't talk about that but anyway I'm just gushing over that oh okay but I think the other part of what I love about barbershop kind of is rooted in what I love about education and is that what I was taught was like it's most important to give specific positive praise to create a safe environment to make your students feel warm and welcome and valuable and I feel that a lot of times in the barbershop world there are things we have some growing pains right now that all the organ well I I can't speak to Harmony Inc I don't yeah no I mean that's the reason yeah. I asked about what kept you here is because we're all feeling it all yeah. of us are feeling it and we're feeling it down to the micro level the choruses the local chapters which we used to not feel that you know when the upper when the bigger organization would kind of feel a little bit like like they weren't getting their stuff together the local chapters were like no we're here let's go we got this it's yeah. it's trickling down now and, and we're feeling the hurt so yeah you you are yeah, I mean we're things. feeling the hurt and then you you know all of the politics and all of the decisions and all of the changes that are going on and then you add the pandemic on top of it and courses haven't been able to meet or they're meeting and it's not really productive <laughs> or it's not fun and you know it's just kind of a tornado right it's hard to find the why right it's hard to see the why it's hard to see why you stay it's hard to see why you do it and you're exactly right Kim there's something completely different about barbershop but very much the same you know acapella groups wonder how in the world do these colleges just keep having another group year after year when they like the year before it was like that's not gonna survive but they do it because it's different it's not the yeah. same you know it's it's not the same as professional singing it's not the same as gigging it's it's just not. It's, yeah. And gigging as a quartet is just a whole new world. And you get to do that all of the time. Where have you been recently? Even so, just as you. I mean, you you have multiple quartets <laughs> and you. So there's like a whole lot of travel, I know. Yeah. So I, I sing tenor in my mixed quartet, half and half. And I sing baritone in my women's quartet, the ladies. And then I direct <laughs> Capital City Chorus. So a couple weeks ago, the last week of February, I was in Idaho teaching all week long they have an awesome festival that is like they fly me and another clinician in a, a male clinician in and we go into the schools throughout the week to work with them in their classrooms and then on Friday they all bus over to one venue and we work together for a few hours and we have a show that night and then the next day at BYU, Idaho, like the university, there's two shows that night. And this year they decided to hire for the first time ever, two quartets. And one of them was the ladies, which they've yeah. never a non-male quartet at this event. And it's been happening for like 23 years, I think, which is just like, 
you know, that, a that's... little more shocking because in the last 23 years, you would have thought we were actually farther along than that. Like, you know, right. before that, maybe, but like in the last 23 years, like seriously, like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's so interesting because I think that working all of the people there are sweethearts and so right. kind of giving. And I think that it's not necessarily like, wow, we don't want anyone here. It's wow. We didn't even think about it. So I was really thankful that the ball got rolling and we started talking about it. And Jim DeBusman is, was the male clinician and oh, he, okay. it was sort of his idea initially. And then everyone sort of bought in. He's been there the whole time. So everybody wow. loves there. Yeah. And I think that because he was like, we should do this, they bought in, which is a, a great testament to why we need people who are and have been in the barbershop community for so long, like right. these have been there saying, hey, why don't, why don't we add something new? We're going to add value. We're not taking anything away. But Instant Classic was the other quartet. So that was also super fun. Obviously, I, I've only gotten to sing... I subbed for GQ one time and I got to sing with them that way. I got to sing with Cole that way. That was the first yeah. time I got before mixed quartet, but it's been very fun. And it was super <laughs> awesome watching the, the young women at BYU, Idaho. And that's what I was thinking is that the more young women, and if you've ever been to these events, there's always more young women. There is, there's always more young women than men. It, it always comes across that there's tons and tons of young men. It's actually, if it's not 50, 50, it, yeah. it's more women than than men and that's fine either way it doesn't even matter because i used to teach as well back in the day and you know i wasn't afraid of my choirs having six boys and you know 15 girls i, I just six it, really wanted to be there yeah, i just wanted i just wanted yeah. people that wanted to be there and i just wanted people that wanted to sing and i just wanted to make music and i think though it's important to, to not just be blind to gender or non-gender, it's to just look with a bigger lens. And yeah. if you look out at your audience and your performers aren't representing your audience, then you're not doing something right, you know? So like you need to represent who's coming to watch you mm -hmm. and not just make this assumption of what your audience wants to see. And that is a hard thing to do as directors, as organizers, as people who have connections, because this world is a big world of volunteers. There's a whole lot of not getting paid. You know, there's a whole <laughs> lot of doing stuff for food and travel and a hotel room and the love of singing music. And it's <laughs> not, I don't mind that. I'm not upset about that, but we have to like, remember that as those volunteers that like, we got to open our eyes, broaden our lens. Not like you said, we're not taking anything away. We're adding value across yeah. the board. I would love to hear Jim's perspective on this because I have known him my whole life and he has always been this way. He's never been like a stick in the mud. I'd like to say, <laughs> I, 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 I try not to look at it in a negative light. I don't think these people, like you said, really early on, there's not, there's no not I won't say no most people aren't being malicious they really aren't it it's just they're stuck yeah and they're kind of blinded you know it's hard because the people who are frustrated with them being stuck have been saying things for so long and so we're at a place where maybe what we say isn't as palatable as they would like it to be and that doesn't make it any less valid but I can also understand why they might be frustrated. Like I'm trying, like I can understand what both, you know, air quote sides are coming from. And I, I do think that the vast majority of us want 
the same thing. All right. I feel like it's a bell. I feel like we have people over here. We have people over here, but the people in the middle are pretty much generally want the same thing. And or they're willing to have lots of conversations about it to to try to gain better perspective. Yeah. And and but it's the mud. It's the mud that's like separating all of us. And like, I, I know that this happens in contemporary acapella. It happens in local chapter barbershop. It happens all the way up to the bigger barbershop. And I, I'm curious. I, I just, I didn't actually, you gave us an example without me even needing it. Like you, that, that story was perfect. That's exactly what mm-hmm. I wanted to hear because I, I want to know, I want to know about all the things that are happening where this is turning into a positive. You see the negative all the time. Like that's, it's like, oh, that's all we hear talking. I shared a group with Amanda today. I shared a picture with her today. I'm like, are you kidding (laughs) me? We can edit this out, but let me just tell you, you've probably seen it, Kim, but have you seen the barbershop, the barbershop pasta society? Oh, yes. I am. Yeah. I'm not. I didn't push the button. I I couldn't do it. And mm-hmm. and I I am a I'm a funny girl. Like I am a haha. I like to make jokes. Probably sometimes people need to be like, "Chris, you can't make that joke." Like I'm, you know, it took me a long time to get some things like really straight. But like Let's talk about the positive, you know, like I, I love a good vent session, but let, let's talk about like what's good going on. And so what else are you seeing? You are, I, I always tell people I'm like, she's on the front lines for us all. You know I mean? It's not even for us all, but I just feel like you're on the front lines of it all. Like you're everywhere and anywhere and you're just doing great things and you're not doing it with any pretense of like, I'm in this organization or that organization. It's just, you're making great music. You're singing with people you love and care care about which we all I mean there's nothing better and mm-hmm. it's become more than a job like you you actually get to do hard work for something that you care about so I just want to know what else are you seeing that is really just adding value to our hobby versus taking away that's such a good question and thank you for all of those kind words I feel very You're welcome get to do what I love because I literally cannot get enough barbershop. I need it all the time. <laughs> I love it all the time. And I am so thankful that people pay me to record barber. It's like I'm living the dream. I feel like this journey through particularly everyone in harmony, but also within like Sweet Adeline's working on the song assessment toolkit and doing their part to address music that has racist roots and just like really owning up to that and saying, let's have a conversation about it. You know, I'm very proud of what Sweet Adeline's has put into place to work on that. And I'm very proud of BHS for moving forward with everyone in harmony in a way that feels truly equitable. Um, right. Not just the title, not just the word, not, yeah, just there. You're actually going to be able to get value. They're going to add yeah. value to you. You know, they are. And, and it's just, yeah. And so I think the, the positives, cause I I've definitely been surprisingly disappointed in, in certain people. And I hope that when things start happening again, and I get to see them in person and we get to talk that we can have like genuine, authentic conversations and trying to understand where the other is coming from and all of that good stuff. But yeah, I'm honestly like a little terrified of convention. I'm like all of these people that have been fighting behind their computer screens for so long, like I just want to sit and watch them all interact when we get back in person. 
I am so poor at hiding my feelings. Me you too. What I all feel. over my face. I'll be like, you know, like I'm just going to share my feelings in as calm of a manner as I can. So I feel like I'm going to be fine when I get there and I get to talk into my, and I'm still going to call them my friends. They're still my friends, but we need to have some face-to-face interaction because doing it through social media is challenging. It, it really is. Yeah. It really definitely is. Tone is terrible and just not even just tone, but time. You know, giving Mm -hmm. it time, actually thinking about what the other person said, having a conversation that clarifies whether or not they actually understood what you said and and that you actually understood what they were saying. Because my daughter says like some crazy sentences and I have to ask for some clarification. I think some of us on social media could probably use like a little, can I clarify this? Could you use it in a sentence? Could you give me a definition? Like where (laughs) where are we? So I agree with you. Those have been our growing pains. Yeah, with change comes growth, with growth comes pain it's never going to be completely pretty it's never gonna you don't need change if everybody agrees so yeah it has to happen that is what is the good that i've seen come out of this is i feel like i've seen so many people sort of step up and and speak out and and share their truth now that we're starting to finally have an environment where it feels safe to share our truth because i feel like the reason that we haven't heard from non-male singers in the barbershop harmony society or the people we have or the reason we haven't heard from our you know non-binary and trans members and people of color and sweet Adelines while we're talking about all of that and really and, and in yeah. harmony too i mean we yeah everywhere i mean truly it is it is truly yeah. a broad i have the question all the time like why don't they want to come yeah i mean like, but why? i think when Just you think about all of those populations yeah. like yeah the door is open now but just yes. because we open the door doesn't mean people are going to want to walk through right. it. And so those people who are stepping up, they're the ones that are providing the cushion. They're the ones providing the welcome mats. They're the yeah. ones that are handing out the bread at the train stations in Ukraine and leaving the baby carriages. Like I'm so distraught at what's happening in this world. And then to turn on my computer and look at Facebook and be like, people. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I am so happy. I'm right there with you. There's just the right people and just different people who I've never even known. And I love it. And being that I've only ever been in Harmony Inc. And then I joined BHS because I'm a director of a men's chorus. This is the first time where I feel like, okay, I'm a member. Before I just feel like I was supporting an organization, I didn't know what else I had there. I could go to a conference for half price, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's just, it wasn't, it was definitely more of just like joining an association. It didn't fuel me like what I thought barbershop. Mm -hmm. Because I've been doing this since I was born. Yeah. You know, I've looked at the men on the stage and thought, wow, this is so cool. And then I went and won my own crowns, you know, and doing my own thing. But I still really thought that was just... I thought BHS was, I've always thought this, and I still feel this way, as I feel like they've always been the trendsetters, and I've always hoped that they would be the ones that would pave ways for this, because do I see either of the female organizations being like, okay, everybody can compete in our contest, come on. No, we're not. I mean, we've not felt the need to do that or made the promise to do that. Well, and, and the difference what, is like yeah. historically, Sweet Adelines was founded because they weren't allowed to sing with the men. And then Harmony Inc. was founded to open the doors for women of color. So like 
it's hard to say, okay, well, we had to go out and form our own organization and now we'll just open it up to everybody. Like that's a hard, that's a so hard I'm proud of them for not folding and allowing another organization, you know, to take its place and try to do what it's doing. I'm proud of the people that I've grown up with, but I'm proud of the people I'm learning and, and, and seeing from all the organizations. I'm just impressed by the tenacity and the dedication because mm -hmm. barber, barbershop itself will die without people loving it as much as we do. And it will, yeah. you know, it will die. It is not, it's, it can't, it, 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 it doesn't survive as a business. If, so, yeah. You're right. We need, we want, want. <laughs> barbershop will die. <laughs> and barbershop is like a hobby. You have to pay for costumes. You have to pay for yeah. travel. You have this and this and that. it's not necessarily accessible to the people that we want to see more of. And yeah, and it's not about like the TikToks and the YouTubes and the stuff. That's what other people use their hobby to do. That's not what the hobby is, right? And I right. love, I love, and I love just barbershop artists who are first and foremost members of the society and they are also artists. They're not just artists because of the society. And I think that's what's gonna emerge here is we're gonna see artists that kind of come out of our society, but our mm -hmm. society supports those artists versus those artists supporting our society. It's, right. you know, I, I think that we've got to get to that place and we're in a good, we're at a really good start because we have people like you and the ladies and we have people like half and half and we have people like, I don't even want to list all of them cause I'll mess up, but like better together <laughs> and double date. And then we have just in the world of, we have mixed choruses everywhere. And we have, we have male choruses who have female choruses who then get together and have a mixed chorus because they can have all of the things and nobody has to be left out and somebody can find a place place to belong. And that is what it's about, period. Yeah. And it's a hobby. And I know that if we really broke it down, there's not a whole lot of money being made on the sheer <laughs> art of being a barbershopper. You know what I mean? There really isn't. And so people can take that little argument and just run. It's not about money. They're not fighting because this is their life source. They're fighting because this is their life source. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, Amanda, we talk about this all the time. Like Amanda's getting a degree in psychology. And, and, I and I work as an orthodontist assistant, but look at us. We're both sitting here. I'm getting ready to, yeah, I'm getting ready to see her in four hours to rehearse, but we're talking to each other from our homes right now. <laughs> and I mean, and Chris and I get together every week to talk about, you know, to talk to people like you, Kim, because we're here because we love it and we're not here to sit and fight about it. We, we all yeah. love it. Like just... And how it. many years have we sat in that audience and been just perfectly okay and let everything be the way it was, but didn't realize that there were a whole lot of people who were feeling completely left out and or there were so many more opportunities that could have been afforded to me. Like, why not? Again, back to this, it didn't, it's not taking anything away. It's only adding value. Yeah. I think that for the people who are worried about something being taken away, I do think that specifically with the Barbershop Harmony Society, that the Everyone in Harmony vision could have been rolled out better. We could have, I can agree sure. and everyone can kind of acknowledge like, maybe we should have done a little bit more there, right? For those for those listeners who maybe are acapella world listeners, mm, just yes. let's give the like elevator pitch of what Ele Everyone in Harmony was originally presented as. 
Right, absolutely. So Everyone in Harmony was a vision that the Barbershop Harmony Society presented in like 2016. And it was very vague. It was very exciting. I remember exactly where I was when I watched the video and I cried a little bit and I was excited about it. But it was all about- I have a shirt. Yep. Oh, it was definitely 2017 because I had like a 10 minute heads up because I was <gasps> Okay, good. 27. <laughs> she was in media. She was in media at that time. I had the... 10 minute heads up to be ready to write an article. Yep. <laughs> no, you're right. 2017. But anyways, they it was just a very vague, like everyone will be able to participate regardless of your gender, regardless of, I mean, race was never a thing, but it was sort of mentioned it's, in there. It's always been rumbling. Roots, right? It's in the roots of what Barbershop is. But everyone in Harmony was just a vision. We're going to open our membership up to everyone. We want more Harmony for more people people right but they didn't really specify there's going to be a separate women's and mixed and whatever contest and that's I think what people felt like they were promised they were promised that their experience wasn't going to change and then things sort of moved and grew which I think we should be able to allow ourselves to do like you learn you grow you hear new perspectives you hear new things and then you make more informed decisions but I can see how people might feel like well I don't know that I can trust the BHS to do what they say they're going to do because they didn't do what they said they were going to do necessarily you know and I exactly and I I can buy that totally that is a justified response 100 percent yeah and I think that they are getting the people who feel like they might be losing something. They are stuck on that and are unwilling to move on to the conversation that is, well, you allowed people who are not men into the organization and now they have a voice. They are paying the same amount of money. And they so want to do something. <laughs> more information. Yeah. You know, more information that the, the leadership has to pull from there. So I think well, because every- at that point, it is discriminatory. You know what I mean? At that point, if you're letting people be members of your society, but you're putting a, a stipulation on it, but you're not spelling that out when they sign mm-hmm. up, you know, there's nothing that says you are a member, but. Mm-hmm. And so, but you are a member, but was what it was. <laughs> and so, you know, like at that point, people feel discriminated against. So on the other side, you got people who are over here going, well, wait, but I'm a member. And it says members can do blah, 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 blah. But it's like, oh, members, it only if. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to say it's not clear cut. Like it's not, you, you have people who feel very strongly that everyone in harmony is exactly the vision that we should be following, but are still trying to grapple with what that means and the change that that will bring for their organization. I mean, let's bring it. Kim's um, significant other has been doing this his entire, he's a barber brat through and through. And, and he's won a gold medal and he is a part of the association of international champions. And yes, things are going to look different for them. And that's a, just a growing pain. It's just an expansion, but they still have to process that. It'd be the same if it changed in my world, but I just don't see it as taking away. And so for me, it just, it it never takes me to that place. I never get where I'm like, woe is me. I'm losing all this. I, I just see it as, okay, you know, something new. Let's see what this brings. And I just have to say, I've been so excited seeing the district list come out and certain quartets are on there. And I'm like, I think I might go to district now or I'll go to division now. Like I'll drive four hours and then drive four hours home. I'll do it. It's almost like districts are starting to look like the fancy shows. Like when the harmonizers put on a show and have like eight guest groups, you're like, this is what I want to see in competition. Like Like, this is fun. And I still want to see all the other ones too. But by golly, come on guys, we go see, we go to these competitions 
competitions because there's somebody there competing that we want to see compete. We don't go there because we're like, we think all of them are perfect and exactly the best. And I want to root them on non-biasedly. No, that's the judges. They can do that. I go there yeah. like ready to hoot and holler for whoever I'm hooting and hollering for. And everybody has somebody hooting and hollering for them. And I usually hoot and holler for everybody. But, you know, <laughs> I'm excited. Chris is very quiet in the audience. I am very quiet. I'm excited because now it just feels right. It just makes sense. I, I feel like I'm not going just to like walk around and stare at everybody else doing something really fun or, you know, the option is I could do it or the representation that somebody that looks like me is standing up on that stage is a good chance. And I love that. I can't yeah. not love that. One well, for me, like I see it, the queens in Sweet Adelines and Harmony Inc. have always kind of been viewed as a little bit less than. Like, okay, they're not the best in barbershop because the men's quartets are the best in barbershop. And I cannot wait to see everyone on a stage together to see what happens. Hey guys, this is a perspective of somebody who started out on the media side of our organizations. And, you know, that's what we put out there. Like, just stop pretending that that's not what we put out there. But we do. And I am just ready to just not even care about it anymore because it doesn't matter now. Like, we don't even have to care about it. We're going to have to go through some years, guys, of some comparisons that are going to suck. And there's going to be a lot of huddling. By the way, if you're not new to, if you're new to our organization, whenever something questionable happens that might question the rubric, they got to huddle and talk about it. One time it was because a chorus sounded too youthful. Yeah, their voices sounded too young. The chorus was our chorus. They sounded too young. But they, are they singing with free and like well-produced tone? Yes. Is it in, is it in tune? Yes, this is singing judges to the music judges. And the music judges are like, but the youthful tone is distracting. Yet we're singing a song. Yet we're singing a song about young love and we're putting them in like the wedding party and we're making it all make sense. Anyway, it doesn't matter, but I just, you know, this happens because I personally have developed a relationship with that particular person, that judge, and we've talked it out and I feel like he's grown and, and it's okay. Like we're allowed to have different opinions. Like this world would be so stinking boring if we did it. And if we didn't have different views on barbershop, it would be so cookie cutter. And I, I don't know if I'd want to sing it. Yeah. yeah. But I well, also, and, you know, everyone in harmony has been so, there was a lot more in everyone in harmony besides just letting women and non-male singers join. But it was about like, how do we get the kids involved? How do we get kids that, how do we, how do we get families this? to show up to this convention and everybody feel like they had a place there? Because why would somebody go to a contest, go to a convention, go to an event and be like, hey, I need you to sit in the hotel room or like go find a sightseeing thing to do while I go do this other thing. This is really expensive and I've put all this time into it and I've already ignored you for months and months and months because I've been rehearsing. But come with me and sit in the audience and watch me. But get away and don't do anything fun. Like it's who's going to do that? I don't know anybody who's ever done that. Especially when you go to Indianapolis. I'm kidding. No, I can only make that joke because Kim lives there now and I'm from there. Come on, Kim. It's looking better every day. It's looking better every day. But it's a far cry from 1997. Far, far cry from convention in 1997. Ooh, it was just like, what do we do here? I was like, let's go to Vegas. And then I was like, let's never go to Vegas ever again. So many years in Vegas. Well, for you yeah. especially, you were like, Vegas, 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 twice a year for like six yeah. years. <laughs>
I got very used to the area. <laughs> yeah, your shoes melting to the pavement and that too. Oh, all right. Oh my gosh. I could talk to you literally all day. Okay. Well, okay. I want to talk a little bit about do half and half because yeah. I feel like there is so much potential in this quartet just based on the talent that's in it, based on your approach on I just I see half and half being another one of those groups that can be a crossover that garners attention, not just from barbershop, but from contemporary acapella, from just not even acapella groups. So I want to hear more about what's going on there. Aw, thanks. Yeah, half and half. I mean, we are competing in the JAD Cardinal District. They're like combining. So I'm competing next weekend at CSD with the ladies and then the weekend after that I'm competing with half and half and so that's what stay we're healthy doing. take your vitamins stay healthy do I'm doing the best I can drinking all the water trying right. to get sleep I guess, I guess the good thing is is your baritone and then mixed quartet tenor is not all that yeah. high so that's that's beautiful yeah. well I don't know your quartet sings really high so it's okay and I, usually Cole and I flip the the stuff that matters like at the end I'll sing (gasps) because I can belt a you know something and then Cole has this really powerful falsetto tone up there where he can just pop up there and it works out great but so yeah half and half is competing at district and hopefully we'll qualify for international and we're gonna get to go there and other than that we made an album over (sighs) this we should share something Amanda we should share something from the album well I have, I think I have the song. So we, we, what's your favorite song from the album? Because I have plenty, but I want to play your favorite song. My favorite song from the album is Let's Be Bad, the first one. I love it. I love that one too. And it's so, I mean, I met, I met Cy before I met the rest of you. And it's just so perfect as a debut for Don't me. you get I this just... modern day New York voices? Like, I'm not saying New York voices aren't modern, but you know how like New York voices of at their time was like, what are they doing with their voices? Like, why are they doing that? Like, that's so cool. This is so great. I love it. And then it just became the norm, right? That's what they were. And I feel like Half and Half has the same kind of like, you, you guys all play off of each other so well. There's never any like competition for who's like in charge but in terms of what i mean is like there's it's always everybody is like you want to look at everybody everybody's just so stellar in their presentation but the trust is there as an acapella group too and i feel so comfortable watching you guys because you guys seem really comfortable with each other oh thank you that's such a beautiful compliment yeah i love singing with them and working on that album was a, a really really fun process so originally the ladies also made an album yeah and we were supposed to do it like earlier and then the pandemic happened and so the cds were going to be staggered like the ladies and then half and half <laughs> it sort of just they, they basically happened at the same time they definitely like, ended up in my inbox at the same time <laughs> it was meant to be spread out but it happened together and i'm thankful that in both of those ensembles i feel like i get to sing with people i love with people who hold similar values to me with people who are super empathetic and we're always looking out for each other and one thing I especially love about half and half they're all like my best friends half and half and the ladies that and instant classic like if you have those three quartets in the same place that's like all the people I love plus a few more but (laughs) I I think one thing I really love about half and half is that Cy and Jenny live in a different world than Cole and I do in general like Cole and I are very much here's the technique here's tuning the chords okay do this to make this happen and Cy and Jenny come from the musical theater world musical theater world where you know it's all about the story it's all about what's the what's the impact what's the what's behind what we're singing about and it's been really cool 
to learn from each other. I'm, I'm very much used to being the person who's like, okay, here's the schedule for rehearsal. We can do this here and we can accomplish this and we can do that. And like, I got my stuff together, but it, the ladies and instant classic to get me to a place where I was able to like, think about things that weren't technical. Like I remember the exact moment when I was singing with the ladies, we were rehearsing in Rich Tone's house because that's where we needed to be. We weren't, we didn't have anywhere <laughs> local. To and I remember standing in a circle and holding their hands and my eyes were closed. And I was like, the only goal for this run through is for me to just be present in what is happening in the moment and not making a laundry list of things that I can fix and be better at because that-, that Why do was... you have to at me right now? Like, why? Why are yeah. you pointing me? Why are you beating me up right now? <laughs> yeah, because, you, you know, and, and I, I only had that experience because the ladies have conversation after conversation about, you know, everything to where we we know each other, we trust each other. And, and because of the nature of when half and half got together and it, we got together like right at the beginning of Everyone in Harmony. So our whole journey has yeah. been filled with conversations about what Everyone in Harmony looks like and what that means for us and how we want to represent that. Kim, wait, you don't, you don't, you mean the society didn't put you guys together to promote <laughs> Everyone in Harmony? You, you stop you, it with the... <laughs> you were a billboard for it? I'm so shocked. Um, know each other and your friends and you're not just like these little cardboard cutout plants that just can just do all these things. Like you mean you work at it and you like rehearse and stuff? Like, wow, I'm so impressed. No, anyway, I'm bringing in some of my like crazy bias that I've heard. You know, unfortunately, I have heard these things and we've heard all the crazy things and it's okay. People say things when they're mad. People say things when they're not mad and, and I'm okay. Like I, I free speech is what it is and I, I have the same control to listen to you as you have the control to say it so yeah I, I don't have to listen to you either you know so i don't have to take what somebody i watched somebody on tiktok and she's like i do not accept this <gasps> i saw that one too <laughs> i was so excited about it i'm like yeah i don't accept this like i don't need to carry that baggage you threw it at me i don't need to carry it like you don't want it either so yep i totally oh I my know. gosh but i i know so what you excited mean. i'm so excited for charlotte because i think it's just going to all of these groups that I'm like, I want to see them on the biggest stage there is. Yeah, I'm so excited that I do. get to see them on the small one too. Like I get to go and listen to them twice. That's <laughs> exciting because I know they're going to make international. I just know, like I just know groups like you and GQ and Half and Half, like that's the quality caliber of barbershop that we build our rubrics on i'm not saying you guys are going to go out there and like score perfect score like nobody does you're going to have the hit that you have just like yeah. all the rest of us have hits that we have but i'm tired i'm going to be really honest because i don't as amanda said before the interview i have no much to give left and <laughs> i'm tired of seeing all this awesomeness on youtube and not getting to see them in real life i'm tired of them saving it all for these random acapella camps and these random shows and i don't get to see them at the events i go to mm. because i have to make a choice to go to some events right like I go to my contests I want to go to some but like I don't want to go to all the contests but it's to see you have jobs and families and stuff yeah. as, and, as and nice I, as that would be and I will do all the supporting I can and it doesn't mean that I'm going to be I just don't, I don't want to be pigeonholed into my one organization and I don't want to feel separated from all the other awesome acapella that's out there either and I just told Amanda today I'm like I want to know more I, I really want to know more about the contemporary acapella world too because as she said half and half even the ladies the ladies Ladies definitely give me more of that like classic barbershop vibe and I vibe and I love that and the mm -hmm. ladies have always just been very classic to me I, I that's you guys have just been a very classy quartet Thank um, you. you're welcome but like with half and half 
I really do get this vibe that you guys, like we talk about this, Amanda and I talk about this all the time with our quartet. We don't want to be, we don't want to like sign up and be a barbershop quartet. And I'm fine with that being out there. Like, I don't, I just want to sing really good music with these other three ladies. Like, I don't care if it's barbershop. I don't care if we have two people singing in unison all the time. I don't care. Like, I just, I want to sing with them. If we find that barbershop is something that we're like, ooh, because all four of us have done contemporary or have done acapella professionally long enough that maybe it'd be fun to try something that's challenging. Yeah, you should. You know, but, but if barbershop doesn't fit us, I'm not going to like have the conversation where like, okay, well now we have to break up and uh, replace one of you. Like I'm sick of that crap. Like I don't want to do that. I'm tired of the breakup talks. Like it's just, I'm just done. I want to sing and just sing music. And if it's breakup talks are like almost worse than some relationship breakup talks. I would date all the people if I didn't have to break up with quartets. I'm just like, I don't feel like you break up with a quartet. Like I still feel like I'm in my first quartet that like, I don't know if they broke up with me or not. I'm still in hot topic. Like it is what it is. Right. (laughs) And I'm still in Epic. Like, I don't know. We, we retired just so they would stop like expecting us on shows. I think I really, I think that's really why you retired. Just like, stop asking. Like we're done. We don't rehearse. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, so looking forward. I think we've made some huge steps in the last five years. Huge. Yep. Where last, do you like, see two months. Yeah, in the last two months, but where do you see it? You know, five years from now, what are you hoping happens now that things are acting like the wheels are kind of turning. Yeah. I'm hoping that more people, more, I want to see more diversity in leadership. I want to see a non-binary person, you know, like on the board, or I want to see more diversity. I guess the, the short answer is diversity in leadership. And it's hard because all the people I know who represent these diverse perspectives are doing 10 billion things. You know, like I, I think someday I would love to serve in that capacity in Sweet Adelines or in the Barbershop Harmony Society. But right now I'm like, you're on the front line. You know, there's like a lot going on. And a lot of the people I think that we need to hear from and the voices that need to be amplified to share that story and that perspective to more people are already doing so much. So I'm really thankful for people like you who are giving a platform to these voices. And, And I hope that a lot of people listen to your podcast. And I hope that a lot of people listen to any other opportunities for a different perspective in a way that's open-minded, because I think it's really important to remember that two things can be true at the same time. You can be upset and have your feelings, your feelings are valid. You think whatever you're going through, that's okay. And it also doesn't mean that we can't have everyone in harmony, or we can't have a, a repertoire free of racist songs you know stuff like that those are just the two big things in in the organizations i know that yeah that, uh, that's those oh are gosh. the really big screaming points. can i just really say are. like life will go on without darkness on the delta yes like, it and will let me go say, on that was a huge very instrumental song in my growing up my dad sang that song i i would fall asleep listening to his quartet singing that song i just had no idea what it was about yeah. I, I just didn't but now that i do I'm okay not singing it. Do you know about how many copies of that I had to, how many versions of that I had to pull from our our database? I'm better not singing it. it. I'm better not singing it because I'm not hurting someone. Yeah. Yeah. By singing it, I potentially hurt it. I hurt, I may, I may not have hurt anybody on that gig, but I might've 
and I was being deaf yeah. to what was being said in a song. I would never sing a song about, there's so many things I would never sing songs about. And those same things feel the same as this song. You know, like I just don't need to sing that. And it doesn't make you a bad person for having done that. I think there's another no. level of immediately giving themselves shame or guilt as a result of whatever. And it can be, oh, wow, I didn't know that that was going on. I feel bad about it. Let me sit in those feelings for a little while and work through my stuff. And then, okay, maybe I don't need to sing it again. Or if I really love it and I really want to continue to have those memories, I can sing that song with three other people in a room by myself at the house. You know, like at least to where you're not potentially harming someone. I would probably just not sing it, but I Yeah, I mean, I go so far to say, do you know how many artists had to table or put away or vault much of their art because at the time they were unaware of what they were doing. And once they realized how hurtful and, and how they were really lied to and the propaganda that they were spewed that geared their art and their passion and how they just said no and that it a lot of it just disappeared but many of it got just locked away in their personal you know files until they die and then that stuff comes out and then we start seeing these people and they're like oh well they were so racist like dr seuss is like where i'm going with this you know where like in the end get rid of the stuff that Dr. Seuss himself, or what is his name, Giesel, I forget, would, would today would speak down upon, would speak yep. out and say, I, I know better now. Right. And, it's and okay I always to know tell better. my kid, like, when you know better, do better. So yes. like, everyone's like, oh, I'm being canceled for something I did in 1982. And it's like, no, you're not being canceled for no. something that you did in 1982. You're being canceled because you're still doing it yeah like if you did it in the past like that was a different time that was a different time I can forgive that so hard I laughed so hard at a post I saw on Facebook and it was a joke but this person was like this is cancel culture at its finest Kim might have seen this and he he was joking because he's like they removed the quartet and replaced it with another video by the same quartet it just wasn't offensive like it's literally (laughs) like not cancel culture because we use the same quartet and we showcased them in a light that is definitely more favorable and more representative of what that quartet would be today. And we don't have to drag a legacy down a path that they wouldn't do themselves. Like we don't need to speak for them on things like that. We just need to showcase them as an art form. And that is up to our board. That is up to our leaders. And that's why it's so important that they be diverse because, you know, yeah, let's say the majority of our society is white male. That doesn't mean that the majority of the board needs to be white male. It actually means that the opposite. That's why you have boards. That's why you have leadership is to keep yourself in check as an organization because this shit will, sorry, excuse my language, will just. <laughs> run wild and it will burn like a wildfire and so I myself you know auditioned one time for the voice and they told me I'm sorry we have too many 35 year old white women you were amazing I would love to send you through but I just I don't have any more room for 30 like 30 year old white women and I remember going ouch but I get it just because there's more of me doesn't mean that that one person wasn't really good just because there was one person of color that auditioned and they make it doesn't mean that they're any less than me because Mm. I was of many. Yeah. And it's a really hard lesson when you're immature and it's a really hard lesson when you're close-minded and and until we get people to see that that's not hurting them, we're Mm going to just have to keep fighting the good fight and just keep making the good music and just (laughs) ignore the noise and (laughs) 
I don't accept because I think I don't accept that exactly. We need to find each other because I do think that the next five, ten years are going to come along with some challenges. And it could and, be easy to quit and it could be easy to walk yeah. away and it could be easy to not. Yeah. But I also like I dare someone. OK, so I'm I'm seeing the ladies half and half and GQ all making it to international. Like I don't see how that's not happening. And I dare someone to go in and say that they had a less enjoyable international experience because your quartets walked across the stage and performed. Like I it's not going to be less enjoyable. It's going to be more. It's Wouldn't you guys like to more. hide the singing judges and the music judges? Wouldn't you just like to hide them in closets and not let them see anybody? Wouldn't you just love it so that they could just like be blinded in little boxes down there? But the only people that <laughs> I can see anything are the performance judges and then I can really see if those singing judges can hear the performance without mm -hmm. seeing it. I'd love to know. I just would love it. I mean, come on. <laughs> I bet half of them wouldn't know that they were boys or girls. They'd be like, I'm not worth putting my guess on the line. Do you know yeah. what I mean? If you were like, close your eyes and listen. Tell me, is that a boy or a girl? And play Vocal Spectrum's highest song they've ever sang in their life and play it to somebody who's never heard Barbershop before and doesn't know who Vocal Spectrum is and then say, do you think that's a boy or a girl? And they'd be like, I wouldn't put my money on it. Yeah. I know I wouldn't. Like, it doesn't matter. It's barbershop. It's chords. It's what, it's, it's just the harmony. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not about the on Y the, chromosome. There's nothing on the sheets. There's nothing in the rubric that would give any gender an inherent advantage or disadvantage. Zero. So, and it was written that way on purpose. The people, our judges, the judging community, when they wrote it, it was written on purpose. It, it, that's why they did it. It was to every ounce of bias out. Oh, every, I can't wait for know? this next generation of judges that came oh. through during the pandemic. Ooh. I cannot wait. I'm so excited to see yeah. their scores and their interpretations of these performances. We need them. We need them so badly. We need their perspective so badly. We need fresh perspectives all the time. I love that we're saying that word so much on our podcast right now, but like, we just, we need that. And we need the male perspective too. We do. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing about that that is not awesome. And I listen to so many male perspectives and I'm just, I'm grateful for those people who are willing to share their truths. I'm not, I have, I feel like I've shared it on here and not very many people listen to probably, I shouldn't say that. Lots of people listening here are the people I care about. And so mm -hmm. I feel safe with them. I do. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't really gone as public with how I feel, but I just want to serve with my actions. And I just want to lead with my actions. And uh, like I said, I direct a male chorus and I think about it every single week. Like, are there women out there that need someplace to be? And if they showed up, would I accept them? Yes. 100%. And my guys would too. And it wouldn't be like one of their former directors is a woman and she comes back and they just are like, Sally, sing with us. My guys, without even having to have a conversation about it, I know that they would find a place for anyone yeah. who came through our doors, man, woman, non-binary, anyone. So I, I feel safe there, even though there are people in my chorus who have some really strong opinions on the music choices and even on everyone in harmony. It, not about, they're not leaving my organization. They're not even leaving BHS. It's a back to what you said, how it was presented. And they're, they're just still dealing with the ouch of it all. But yeah. they'll be okay. And they're going to come around. And they're going to find 
they're going to see the what we see. They're going to see what's being added, the value that's being added. They will. Yeah. So, all right, ladies. Well, I think we better wrap this up. Amanda's going to have fun <laughs> cutting this down. It's going to uh, be great. Well, Kim, it has been wonderful conversation. I am so looking forward because I kind of got to know you through the internet over the last couple of years, but I'm so looking forward to actually getting to hear you sing live again and getting to meet you at some convention or, you know, when you're crossing through Idaho slash Maryland slash Virginia. <laughs> but you got it. We got to you... sing some tags together, y'all. Yes, yes. yes please. Do it. But we wish you and all of your quartets luck as you as you take the convention stages and and hopefully we'll see you in charlotte in july thank you so much thank you this has been great i'm so glad we got to chat same we'll see you next tuesday see you next tuesday